0: superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia, and today we've got a great one for you. It's time to mock draft, and we're going to be mocking with, of course, our good friends and guests here on the program and a special edition. This one is for our Reddit fans. These are subreddit folks who are fantasy football degenerates. When we love that about them, they're joining us for a mock draft, and this year, Uh, Over on Reddit, we're going to be doing some AMAs, us fantasy pros, over there on the Reddit. So make sure you check that out as well. And of course, you can find us over there on the Reddit AMAs in season. We'll be chatting football, talking about starts, sits, trades, the whole nine yards. We want to shout out to our subreddit fans over there who are joining us today, giving us their time and their knowledge. And speaking of time and knowledge I've got Justin Boone here from the score. And I say time and knowledge because he's old and he's smart. So I'm going to say those two things about him. And then, of course, you know, that lovable duo, it's Derrickson. Yes, they have one name now. They are a celebrity couple who actually stayed at my house a few weeks ago for the big expert league in New York City. So we got to spend some quality time together, hang out. And Erickson, I will say this. I'll never, ever hear the thong song again and not think of you, Erickson. Do you want to expand on that for the audience or what? (laughs)
2: I have no comments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Derek, you stayed a little bit longer at the Pisa Pia house. You stayed the extra day. So you got the full Sunday dinner experience. I made the meatballs. We did the short ribs and the sauce. The whole thing uh, they made the garlic bread, everything for you. Uh, will you ever now be able to go to the Olive Garden or any other crappy Italian place after you have eaten at Pisa Pia? I know in Texas, they don't know what they're doing as far as Italian food sometimes, so, what do you think? Have I spoiled you now for the rest of your life?
3: Oh, you gave me—you rolled out the red carpet, Joe, and yes. I, it was all fantastic. The the short ribs and the sauce was amazing. Uh, the fact that uh, your your basement—it's not basement—I mean, we we went back and forth on this. Was constructed like a cave like a so I could room. sleep All day. It's a, it's um it was it was wonderful, man. Where we
1: played a lot of Madden uh up all night. Well you Isaiah lost Pacheco. a lot of Madden, but yes, well, we played. I, you know what? I lost a lot of Madden. Uh Isaiah Pacheco ran for 385 yards on Derek Ball <laughs> for scores. I just watched it. <laughs> too to know. soon. Uh, too soon. Don't bring have it up. that up too soon. Screenshot. I didn't bring it up here on the show today, but I will. Uh Justin Boone. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your Madden skills for a second. Number one, do you have Madden? And number two, if you're getting it, can I be your friend so we can play and I can run up the score on you too?
4: You probably could. Uh, I have not played Madden in a long time, but I'm excited after these guys spent the weekend at your house. What time should I be there this weekend? I- why don't you come down to New York for Flex League? I'm Does Jake not to. invite you? I'm gonna. I mean, have to, yeah. Can, let's I, do this. I have the to, if I have the invite to stay with P. C. P. Is my god. Then oh. I'm definitely coming. Let's go. Oh, mean, next year's going to be do.
3: off the rails. Oh, it's already, <laughs> yeah. it's already it's going to be fantastic. Wow. We're
1: going to sit by the pool, have cocktails, do a little draft in New York City, and we're doing a little draft today. It's a PPR draft here. Uh, Andrew Erickson has set the room up for us. We had a randomized start, which is great because we have Blake. Mm. Uh, is leading us off here at the 101. Then Tyler Dean, Afchiarmo, uh, I believe is Italian. I can only assume. FDC is in the four pick. Then we have Baguette of Shame, something that Derek Brown knows a lot about, at the 105. At Jay Stratch, 106. Then back to back. How do you like this? The power couple of Derrickson. Mm-hmm. Derek Brown at 107. Andrew Erickson at 108. Uh, David Cohen is joining us as well here. Uh, David is in the nine spot. Dustin at 110. Justin Boone. So we have Dustin and Justin back to back, which also, again, random selection here. And then Austin. So we have Dustin, Justin, Austin. That's not going to get confusing for me at all, I'm sure. Boone, you were one of our first. Actually, you were the first mock draft guest this season. And I always like to have them back on as somebody who like, kicked us off because obviously things change. Right. We get to a certain point where we've been doing a lot of mock drafts and a lot of news comes out and there's some injuries come out. Has there been one big change for you in terms of your take on a certain player or a certain team that you've either soured on or sweetened on after these last few months of getting prepared for the season?
4: Yeah. I remember in that draft um, I took Alexander Madison in like the eighth round, I think. And I, for one of the other guys that were on there, I don't remember who it was took Alvin Kamara in the eighth round, which now both of those picks look like incredible <laughs> values um those guys have come way up and we were debating which one we should have taken when in reality they both are probably going to work out pretty well so that one stands out to me yeah
1: all right well there you go so everyone's willing to change and evolve and what happened in july is going to stay in july because this is august and again if you're watching the stream make sure you you like the stream make sure you subscribe to fantasy pros we just hit two hundred thousand youtube subscribers Clap it up. Let's go. Well done. Thank you, everybody out there. It's all because of you all who join us for these live streams, who join us for all the podcasts, the short form videos, the long form videos, the videos of me embarrassing Derek Brown on Madden, all the videos that we have. And I still say, if we live stream that, John's our producer, I guarantee you we'll break another hundred thousand subscribers just to watch that. That is must-see television. Uh, Also, I want to give away free stuff because you know, we keep promising uh, free stuff and we keep giving away free stuff. The winner of the autographed Jackson Smith and Jigba jersey, uh, over at uh, BettingPros.com is Scott Craggerud, the Cragger. You win, Scotty! Congratulations. Uh, also known as at Scotty McBaller. Uh, please get in touch with us at the customer support. All of our agents there, which is really just me. I'm the customer support agent. Mailbag at FantasyPros.com. Again, mailbag at FantasyPros.com. Hit us up with your mailing address, proof of your subscription. To fantasy pros channel and we'll get you that jersey shipped out to you as soon as possible again scott Cragerud. i hope i'm saying it right i do my best here my last name is pisa pia so i'm sure Cragerud is no picnic no walk in the park so scott congrats the jsn jersey is yours and stick with us for more fun free giveaways andrew erickson why don't you start things up here in the draft and we will get things moving and shaking here we got a 30 second clock we got a lot of fun things here going on so uh let's Plow through, plow ahead. We're going to get you all the picks as we go through here. Now, drafting in the middle, Erickson, you know, obviously you're a little bit at the the mercy, should I say, of uh, the draft and the runs that happen and whatnot. So in your perfect world, who makes it down to you here? You know, I know Derek Brown's draft right in front of you. So earmuffs, D-Bro. What are you trying to get away with? Are you go in BPA or do you go a certain position in that middle round, that first round that makes sense to you?
2: I'm going with uh, the best player available. I mean, there's kind of like a tier because I'm basically picking what eighth overall and then I'll Mm -hmm. have a top 20 pick on the way back. So basically I'm just trying to come away with two of my highest ranked players in the top 20. So it really depends on, okay, if there's only one of the running backs I like that are left, I'll probably go running back. But if we see more wide receivers get drafted or vice versa, it's really just trying to play the board in terms of, The player I draft first may not be my highest ranked player, but if it means I can get a better player at a different position on the way back, that'll be the approach I, uh, you know, kind of go in here with.
1: Now, special announcement, by the way, if you love live streams, and I know you do because you're watching this one, Andrew Erickson and I tomorrow 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll be back again taking your questions, giving you answers, just the way Pat and I did last week. So make an appointment television. Make sure you lock us in here 5 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, I don't forget what time zone Boone is in. He's like on the border of Canada. He's running cheese back and forth from the border. But wherever he is, it's probably around that time as well. Remember, you got to be a subscriber. So click that little bell till it goes ding. So you know exactly when the live stream begins, just in case you have something else important to do. I can't imagine what. But please join us. Five o'clock tomorrow It's going to be a great time. We got lots of draft questions, lots of things to talk about. And of course, we're going to be using our draft wizard software here. Uh, you're familiar with it. Uh, the app is free. You download that bad boy, and then you can go ahead and you can start to sync all of your leagues and you can use it for all your drafts. We're gonna talk about that more during the show, but I want to talk about the picks because they're flying off the board. Justin Jefferson goes first here, Jamar Chase goes two. Christian McCaffrey is the third guy off the board. Travis Kelsey at 104 to FDC. Let's go, FDC. And of course, you get the baguette of shame selecting Austin Eckler. J Strash selects Tyreek Hill. Derek Brown, no hesitation. He's ready to go. Cooper Cup is the pick. Let's talk about it at one oh seven.
3: I was, uh, I mean, honestly, my eyes popped out of my head. I couldn't believe he was still in the uh, on the clock here. Uh, I could only surmise this is probably because of the injury. So if this is because of the injury, I mean, hell, I'll take the the value here and I'll go with Cooper Cup. I mean, it was either him or staring at Tyree Kill. Either one of them give them to me all day.
1: Yeah. Well, Tyreek Hill would have been a nice consolation prize. He went right before. I would agree. I would probably take Tyreek Hill over Cooper cup. Andrew Erickson selects one of my favorite guys. Ooh, we I'm excited about AJ Brown. You got him at one Oh eight. So the BPA in your opinion was AJ. So let's talk about Andrew Erickson, your feelings on getting the guy who was a top five wide receiver last year and probably going to be again this year.
2: I mean, he's entering his 26 year old season. Like, this guy is in his uber prime, and we're still taking, like, older players entering 29, 30 years old over A.J. Brown. Like, if the Eagles have to throw the ball more, which is the expectation just based on the fact that they never had to try in the second halves of any of their games last year, A.J. Brown is going to smash it. And I think that his ADP is suppressed because of how well Devontae Smith played down the stretch. I was like, oh, well, they had the same amount of targets. Well, who did more with their targets? A.J. Brown did. I, I, A.J. Brown could put up over 1,400 yards, 15 receiving touchdowns this year. And, I mean, I think he could finish this wide receiver one overall.
1: Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about the best way to buy tickets this summer and all year round. I love live events. Everybody who follows me on social media knows that. I'm out the wrestling shows. I'm out at the concerts. I'm out everywhere. And you get all these fees for all these events, and they suck. They just suck. You know it. I know it. Customer service is terrible. Coordinating with friends is just a hot mess. It's a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And the great thing about Fanimal is it's got tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball games, hockey games, and of course, NFL. And there's no fees. That's right. You heard me. No fees. The price you see is the price you actually pay. What a concept. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets for anything you want to go attend. So we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate events with friends and you always end up fronting a bunch of money, right? And then you're chasing down this guy or that girl to get reimbursed. And if they flake, then you're stuck with the bill, but not a Fanimal. No, no, no. At Fanimal, they have something amazing. They have the patented group purchase and that makes it easy to split payments with your friends so nobody's left holding the bag. You don't commit until your friends do. You just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, and you pay for yourself, not everybody else, and send the link to your friends to do the same. And when they join your group, everybody gets charged separately, and your tickets are secured. Plus, you could stack cash by inviting friends. Ten bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching! Let's go. Oh, yeah. Phantom has amazing customer service, too. Don't forget about that. Take my word for it. Check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code Pros. That's Pros for $20 off your purchase. No fees. Make it simple. Check out Fanimal today and experience more. And now back to the action. Let's continue on with these picks as we go through this mock draft here. We've got Bijan Robinson and Stefan Diggs going back to back. So Diggs goes at 109, Robinson at 110. So David selected Stefan Diggs. Bijan goes at 110 to Dustin. So from Dustin to Justin with two picks here. Justin, you took CeeDee Lamb at the 111. Then Saquon and Nick Chubb went at the turn of 112 and then 201. Back to you, selecting Tony Pollard. Justin Boone, you just got yourself all the Dallas Cowboys you could possibly handle. How about them Cowboys? What do you think of these two selections? I know you probably took the best talent on the board. They happen to be from the same team. Do you see this as troublesome or a
4: fantastic win? So it's normally not something I would do. I was asked about this specific move recently, and I said, when the guys are that good, when you're talking about that level of player, I'm more than willing to buy into two guys that are elite players, their position, or at least with with Pollard. Debro will agree. We think that he's going to be elite this year Mm -hmm. and lamb still a young star. I don't know why he's not getting, you know, hyped up maybe as much as some of the other guys, but one of the best receivers in the league still coming into his own. When you have two guys in a good offense and the Cowboys have a good offense that can produce like this. I'm fine with it. There are situations when I'm worried about the offense overall that I wouldn't do it in this instance. I'm okay with doing it.
1: I think so. Uh, Look, early on, get the best talent. That's what the draft is for. You have to worry about the other stuff later on. That's, that's the whole idea. So after you take Tony Pollard there, Amon Ross St. Brown goes at 203. Devontae Adams at 204. Andrew Erickson selects Garrett Wilson. Uh, Man, Andrew Erickson and I are using the same cheat sheet. And what I mean is, of course, you can make those cheat sheets over on the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard, use those cheat sheets in your draft, or you could take composites of your own, not just your own, but also But Andrew, myself, Derek Brown, heck, even Justin Boone, anybody you like there who puts their rankings over on fantasy pros for pre-draft stuff. And you can utilize them, sync up right to your league software to draft the best team you possibly can. Erickson, this is another one of our favorite guys, Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown. This is a credible duo here that you've got rocking. So how do you feel about doubling up on these two wide receivers to start?
2: Well, I think that if you're going to go with a zero RB approach in the first two rounds, you want it to be a a setting where you can start three wide receivers, which you can in this particular draft we have set up. You want it to be full PPR, which is also is. So Mm -hmm. look, those are two of my top guys in my top 17. Like basically Garrett Wilson was the last player in that group of players I was really keen in on that I was hoping that he would fall to me at that last pick so i got two of my favorite players in the first two rounds and i think that's ultimately what you're looking for when you're picking in the middle range is try to come away with two of your top players before there's a tear off because it does start to flatten out a little bit the talent pool you know a little bit later into round two
1: a tear off also what happens when andrew erickson watches a little too many rom-coms over a long weekend before football season so hopefully That's going to be done with goodness knows it's a rough summer for Erickson, a lot of walks to remember. And that's for sure. Uh, But after speaking of uh, two wide receivers going, Derek Brown does the same thing. Cooper Cup and then comes back in the second round with Chris Olave at the 206. Debro, this is another one of our favorite guys. We're talking about Garrett Wilson being able to make that potential jump to that top five. Maybe Chris Olave has that in the cards, too, certainly as a quarterback upgrade. So you're staying with your New Orleans guys. Chris Olave, how do you feel about getting him at 206? feel pretty good. I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying you feel to feel choked here and, up. Were you watching some of those bombs well, there with Erickson? Is that what's happening? A no, actually, Seattle I was just. I was weekend? crying yeah. into
3: my hands when Justin Boone took Tony Pollard off of my lap. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was I was going to uh, do. It.
2: I was not too happy about that. <laughs> well, that's um, yeah. when you leave your RB1 on the board in round one. Like,
1: uh, well, oh,
2: yeah. shut yeah. I mean, if, fire, if you're going to rank RB1, you better take him, RB1.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay all right well i, I guess i'm, so I'm gonna, gonna have question. to amend it so on that tip because that's an interesting question here so if you if you i, I understand the, the point is just because you rank him rb1 doesn't mean you have to draft him rb1 so the trick is can you get him in round two and then you have quite a steal do you have any you know regrets here where you didn't take him in that first round because you did get olave when it came back to you and he was a wide receiver one on your board I don't have any regrets because I thought he was going to be there, but Boone smashed that hope. Um,
3: and a he lot did. of times at that point in the draft, he is there. I mean, Tony Pollard's going anywhere between 15th and 20th overall, depending on where you're drafting at. So the hope was that he was going to be there. I was still think he's one of the easiest second-round picks you could make in fantasy right now. But over to the guy that I did get, Chris Olave. I think he's got 90 to 100 reception upside this year. I mean, he... Mm-hmm. The thing we keep preaching on the show is you invest in talented second and third year wide receivers. They are strong, strong, strong bets to make. And Chris Alabe is at the top of that list, man. So I'm going to keep drafting these guys and watch them ascend even further in their second seasons.
1: Uh, What kind of bet? Was it a strong one? I wasn't sure. It's still strong. Okay. okay. I just want to make sure. All right.
4: Like After all,
1: strong. <laughs> Powerful. That's the word you're looking for. All right. Derrick Henry goes at 207. Then Jalen Waddle at 208. Josh Jacobs, who apparently is going to play now. We just got that news today. So we'll see uh, how everybody starts to feel about Josh Jacobs and rewarms to him. What a difference a couple of weeks make in draft capital. Uh, Devonte Smith go at 210. Then Jonathan Taylor, another guy that everyone's throwing their hands up about value there to Tyler at 211. And then Blake selects back-to-back Joe Mixon to end the second round and to begin the third round Keenan Allen Calvin Ridley goes back to Tyler after Blake selects at the 302 then Patrick Mahomes to Afki Armo. uh it's our first quarterback off the board and then right after Josh Allen goes to FDC Travis Etienne goes to Baguette of Shame love that name just just fantastic Jay Stretch takes Mark Andrews at 306. And look, before we get to Derrickson's two picks here, just a reminder, what's so great about draft wizard software is you could set it up there with the draft Intel feature, which means if you've got a league that's been running for a while and you want to know the tendencies of what people do, you sync your league and you work the draft Intel, and it'll tell you historically, who's the person who takes that quarterback early, who historically is that person that loves to take rookies in your draft. And you can start to craft your strategy and actually mock against those bots. That's pretty amazing. That's not artificial intelligence. That's draft intelligence. You can get that only on draft wizard. So use that bad boy, Derek Brown. Let's talk about your pick here. Ramondre Stevenson. I got no fear about Ezekiel Elliott. It seems like you've got no fear either. You select Ramondre at three oh seven. Let's hear about it.
3: I have no fear about Zeke at all. He's my RB seven. I am not backing off of Ramondre. I'm not worried about Ezekiel Elliott. And for everybody out there in the streets talking about, oh, it's a contract up to $6 million, go check those details, baby. That is not a lot of quiche they gave uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You can worry about red zone carries. I'm going to worry about passing down snaps and targets.
1: Montre's still going to score touchdowns this year. Yeah, I'm investing in. He's I, RB, I, He's an RB1. I, I, I think Justin Boone, if he wins this draft, he gets another kicker in his contract at the score. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know all the details on his contract, but I heard there's some performance base here, depending on how well he does in the draft. We'll see. No pressure, Boone. No pressure. Erickson, you're next. You take DK Metcalf. Not one, not two, but three wide receivers right off the board for you. This is a pretty fantastic group here. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten zero RB or you're just taking the value on the board, but let's talk about this build and how DK Metcalf fits into this roster.
2: I just think he has a lot of touchdown upside. I know that people are looking at the addition of Jack Smith and Jigba, and it's like, oh no, DK Metcalf, how is he going to get the targets? Well, you know, he led the NFL in end zone targets last year. He ran very poor when it came to his touchdown production. So again, pushing my chips in on a guy entering his 26 year old season, like he's a, he's still in his prime. So why can't he get better? If this offense is going to cook for Seattle, someone's got to score the touchdowns, and I think that guy can be DK Metcalf. So I like him a lot, and I, I think I am embracing this entire zero rb strategy because i'm going to go with another wide receiver here and start with four wide receivers to my draft
1: oh well we're going to talk about this pick because we're going to have words on that one let's go talk to justin boone first so i can suppress my rage about you had it all and then he just blew it that you're like that kid who had that full scholarship and then he decides instead of playing football he wants to do pottery that's what you just did with this pick But let's get to david Cohn instead t higgins at 309 jalen hurts at 310 to dustin so david selects t higgins Dustin selects Jalen Hurts. Justin Boone gets two picks here. Lamar Jackson at 311. Then at the turn, Austin selects Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin. And then back to you, Justin Boone for DJ Moore at the 402. So Lamar and DJ Moore, pretty good selections here. you got your stable running back. you got your big time wide receiver, your big time QB. And now you have your pretty solid, reliable wide receiver too, albeit in a new surrounding here in Chicago. How do you feel about how this draft is going for you in these two
4: selections you just made? So there's a pocket at the end of the third that if I don't really like any of my options, which I didn't hear, Mm -hmm. I will go with quarterback. And for a second, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to fall to me, which would have been incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen him fall that far in a draft this year, a mock or a real draft. Uh, but Lamar, I think, should go in that range. I don't think he's that far off of the Elite Three. I think he's got that kind of ceiling with the changes in that offense. There's some reports that you know they're struggling a little bit in practice, but that's to be expected. It's going to be a new offense. There's a lot of new pieces there. So we know that if everything comes together, Lamar could be that number one quarterback overall. He could have a difference-making season. So I'm happy to get him there when there isn't really anyone else at that point that I think was a value. And then DJ Moore, I think, is just going to be the latest in these receivers that have changed teams and then had these massive seasons. And we've seen it happen with Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown. And I know there's some volume concerns with D.J. Moore, but all the reports that we're getting out of Chicago are so positive. They're excited to have him. They're getting him in use a ton. He's going to have a fine season. Maybe he doesn't have that top five ceiling, like maybe those other two guys I mentioned Mm -hmm. have, but he could be a top 12, top 15 wide receiver in fantasy. I have no doubt about it talent-wise. And now that he's getting a quarterback upgrade because – Man, he struggled through some rough quarterback playing Carolina. You passed on Debo Samuel for him. Was that an easy decision for you? Just curious. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of Debo this year. I'm uh, not I've either. Shied, that's why I'm asking. Because yeah, he's shot away from him. Guy. And I'm famously r- very high on Brandon Ayuk. So maybe that's part of it. Mm. But I think once Christian McCaffrey showed up last year, McCaffrey can do a lot of those things that Debo does. Now there's some talk that maybe Debo, you know, came back a little better this season, came back a little more dedicated physically, got himself in shape. Um, but the way he's even talking about how Brandon Ayuk can't be guarded and all this stuff, in my mind, it almost seems like he's starting to cede to Brandon Ayuk and all the reports we're getting on them are that Brandon Ayuk is phenomenal right now. So mm. I think Ayuk is going to emerge even more. And I think that role that Debo had where he was getting all the usage in the backfield and all the volume in the receiving game, I don't think it's gonna be there as much for him. He'll still be fine. But at this value at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, that's too big of a price to pay in an offense where I think there's other guys like CMC and Ike that are really going to eat into his usage this year. All right, so after Debo goes to
1: Dustin, David selects Najee Harris, and Andrew Erickson, you could have finally taken your RB. You could have taken Gibbs, Hall, Aaron Jones. Instead, you want another wide receiver, and you went Chris Godwin of all wide receivers. What, what, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay? Didn't we just have this argument about how how, you know, depressing it is to watch Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield try to play quarterback in the NFL. Why Chris Godwin? Why didn't you pivot? Why was he the better selection for you instead of some of those running backs or heck, even a Hopkins or a Judy for that matter?
2: Well, all those running backs you mentioned are either hurt or in committees, So I don't want them to be my hero RV when I can get someone like a Rashad White, who's a bell cow, like three rounds later. So Chris Godwin, it's full PPR. Chris Godwin has back to back a thousand yard seasons and he just happened to tear his ACL in between them. Like Godwin's not getting enough credit for being a fantasy wide receiver one back to back years and tearing his ACL in between. So, yeah, get the offense. He's not great with Baker Mayfield, but they're going to have to throw the ball. Who do you think he's throwing the ball to? It's Chris Godwin, not Mike Evans hitting his 30 year old season. No way. No, Russell Gage. It's going to be a concentrated target share with Chris Godwin at the top. So I think in full PPR,
1: Godwin is a great value in rounds four and five. Uh, I see no Tom Brady because I'm looking. I don't so, see him anymore. He wasn't very good uh, last year either. So I uh, he was a good <laughs> enough 700 pass attempts. Uh, look, you, you mean you, you throw enough darts at a board, eventually you're going to hit a couple. You know, you're going to hit a couple bullseyes. It's going to be in there. But I mean, after that pick you know what i could use a cold miller light to kind of get myself calm again and i'll tell you what the best thing about miller light is it's only 96 calories 3.2 carbs that's why justin boone loves it he always watches his carbs do 12 ounce can that's all you need of miller light and if you don't know this you can actually get miller light delivered right to your house your apartment your domicile millerlight.com fantasy pros that's what you do you order a couple cases of miller light for the draft gang, you have your fantasy football draft. It's a great way to hang out. you watch the games. we got college football coming up in just a few weeks here. Coming up here, we're going to be at week one, if you can believe it already. And Miller Lite is the right decision anytime. It's still plenty of summer left for the barbecue. Still plenty of fantasy football drafts related out there. And all you got to do is go get some Miller Lite. Make that experience a little better. Again, MillerLite.com slash fantasy pros. Get them delivered. That's what you do. You can also get them at the store also. But I could use a Miller Light after that Chris Godwin pick. That's all I can say. Let's talk about Derek Brown's picks. Maybe that'll make me happier. Probably not. Christian Watson goes at 4.06 to Debro. After that, we got Jameer Gibbs at 4.07, Brees Hall at 4.08, Aaron Jones at 4.09. So the running back run happened from Jay Stratch taking Gibbs all the way to FDC taking Jones. DeAndre Hopkins goes next at 4.10, then at 4.11, Jerry Judy, uh, Kenneth Walker at the turn of 4.12, TJ Hawkinson, another tight end off the board here at 5.01. Joe Burrow at 5.02 to Tyler. Then Afkiarmo selects Drake London at 5.03. Mike Evans at 5.04. Darren Waller at 5.05. Derek Brown, somebody using your cheat sheets. And baguette mm. of shame might be it. Deontay Johnson at 5.06. Then Damian Pierce. So, Debro, your last two picks. Christian Watson, Damian Pierce. I know you're coming up again. So, if you need to pause, just let Erickson know. Otherwise, talk to me about Watson's upside as your number three and Pierce as your number two RB and how you feel about how this is going.
3: Talented second year players talked about it. And now we're seeing it in the preseason. Damian Pierce is going to be the do it all workhorse back for Houston. I knew I probably wasn't going to be fighting Erickson for that pick, but I went ahead and made it anyway. Um, I really wanted Darren Waller. Yes, but Baguette of Shame just put me in the gutter with that one. That was lovely.
1: Um, yeah, Ten seconds to make your pick here. So I don't know. Well, if I'm going to go. This is out.
3: easy. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this shelf mm-hmm. of running backs right now. And this is why you could start wide receiver heavy early in drafts. When you can get Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, and Erickson took J.K. Dobbins, Mm -hmm. all of these guys should not be available this late, but everybody loves wide receivers, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but each one of these guys could be volume backs. All of them are RB2s with RB1 upside if all the stars align. This is the money spot where you take these running backs if you're going to go wide receiver heavy early.
1: We've been talking about it for weeks now, D-Bro. This is that sweet spot, rounds five through seven, where you can get some decent return at running back. Andrew Erickson said, no, I thumbed my nose at running back. He selects Justin Fields at 508, then Miles Sanders at 509, George Kittle at 510, and then Boone will get to your picks. So Erickson, you have Justin Fields, and on the way back, as Derek mentioned, in 605, you selected J.K. Dobbins. So you finally broke down and took your running back. How do you feel about Dobbins being your number one RB? And how do you feel about getting fields here at 508? It feels like a good value.
2: Yeah, I think that we can get the elite quarterbacks in rounds five and six. Look, I don't, I, fields, I think has, can get into that same tier that the guys that Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes, like with his rushing upside. So I love going after following a, a pseudo late round of quarterback strategy where I get an elite guy, but not at the top, not in rounds two or three, more like rounds five and six. So that's what I like the strategy here with fields and I think that he's going to take a major step forward with all the weapons I added um, to the offense this year. And J.K. Dobbins, I think, look, it's contract year, and the Ravens have all the incentive in the world to be like, hey, man, you want to get paid? Go run. Go earn it. We're going to run you to the ground. So I think Dobbins, he could flirt with a ton of touchdown production if this Ravens offense really takes off, and he's their most explosive running back.
1: Justin Fields at 508, then Miles Sanders at 509. George Kittle goes to Dustin at 510. Justin Boone, a man of his word. He said he liked Brandon Ayuk. He selected Brandon Ayuk at 5'11". I love that about you. You put your money where your mouth is, Boone. Austin Sell, Mike Williams at 5'12", and then Justin Herbert at 6'01". Back to you, Boone, for Alexander Madison. So these are some of these running backs we're talking about. You got Madison here, who has a pretty clear workload here as the number one guy in the Minnesota Vikings backfield. And you got your third wide receiver, Ayuk. You must feel pretty good about how this is working out for you.
4: Yeah, I really like the value that I've gotten here. Um, I think the perfect way to get him is to have him as your wide receiver three. Then you get that upside. But if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world for your team. And and Madison, it's a volume play. He might not be the most talented back, but I like the fact that whenever he got an opportunity to get heavy loads from the Vikings when Cook was out, He performed really well, and he's going to get it this year. I mean, who's challenging him? Ty Chandler looks okay. We really haven't seen much from the other guys there. I don't think they're the kind of backs that are going to take over. McBride, not really much much of a pass-catching profile. Kenny Wongu, more of a special teamer. He's not really Mm going to be out there and take on a big workload. So I think Madison is a fantastic value. And I think normally, from what I've seen, has been going in the fifth even – Um, To get him in the sixth, I'm very happy.
5: Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m. book an exclusive reservation with resi global dining access right this way because the american express platinum card offers access to the centurion lounge must see live events and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with amex terms apply
0: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
1: Tyler Lockett goes after Madison at 6.03 to Dustin. Then David selects at 6.04, Trevor Lawrence. Andrew selects J.K. Dobbins. And Debro took Cam Akers. Again, there's that value we always talk about at 6.06. Here we go. Jay Stratch at 6.07 selects Christian Kirk, the wide receiver from Jacksonville. Then George Pickens at 6.08, followed by James Conner at 6.09 to FDC. Afkiarmo selects Rashad White at 6.10. Marquise Hollywood Brown at 6.11. Michael Pittman at the turn at six twelve, starting round seven, James Cook, another one of those values. Dallas Goddard at seven oh two, Alvin Kamara at seven oh three. I know we were talking before Boone about Kamara value. Seventh round, does it make sense here for you with the three game suspension? Is this a good return on investment for Kamara?
4: Yeah, I think he should be going at least in the sixth round. What
1: do you think of drafting Dalvin Cook and Kamara together and playing Dalvin Cook in September and then?
4: I don't know, trading him off to the Brees Hall manager and just rolling with Kamara rest of the season. You like that? I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I would trust much. that Cook is going to get the monster workload early in the season or even a big enough workload to feel great about. It's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the right way to think about it, to try to find a guy who could have some early season value. Um, you know, you could just do it much cheaper and get, you know, Jamal Williams and let him be your guy, you know, early True. in the season and have that touchdown upside. And then you get to roll Kamara out there. I don't think you need to spend up to do it with Dalvin Cook. All right. Look, that's why he's so smart. Everybody go follow him on Twitter. Justin Boone. He's the best. All right. FDC
1: selects Jahan Dotson at 704. Juju Smith-Schuster to Baguette of Shame at 705. Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's not just an autographed jersey. He's a real life player in the NFL. He goes at 706. Debro, you got a tight end. It's not Darren Waller. It's Kyle Pitts. But I imagine you feel pretty good about this. Your, your roster's balancing nicely my friend here, you've got your big two wide receivers. You got your three RBs. You got your wide receiver three with upside and Christian Watson. And now you got Kyle Pitts who look, man, uh, I think we're all excited to see anybody, but Marcus Marietta throwing in the football.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, the risk is baked into Kyle Pitts at this point in the draft. I mean, <clears throat>
1: we can worry about Arthur. Are you watching? You you've to? got mail now. Is that what you were watching? Oh, in well,
5: I, I, I Erickson's second. I got it on the second Netflix screen. Why do you have to point this out?
1: Too many, too many of these feel good movies. that get Derek all upset. They get him. Go ahead, stop talking about your feelings and talk about your pick for a second. Wait. I
3: mean, personally, if you're going to watch one, let's watch Saving Sarah Marshall.
1: But I mean, you know, that's that, just me. That you want to forget Sarah Marshall, not save her. I mean, I'd like well, to save her.
3: Oh, sorry, Saving Silverman. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm I'm pushing two together. That was lovely.
1: <laughs> you're you putting. I like exactly. that. A sequel. Yeah,
3: that'd be lovely. <laughs> God, I can't even remember late '90s rom coms. This is a sad day. That's okay. Um, but. Considering everything, yes. Kyle Pitts, all the risk is baked in at this point in the draft. Arthur Smith is a fool. We know that. But I'm going to bet on talent here with Kyle Pitts. And you talked about it, Joe. Um, I mean, the RB and wide receiver rooms are looking very nice right now. So I could take the swing on
1: Kyle Pitts. Okay. Taking a swing of Kyle Pitts makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, just make sure you duck because he's going to hit you on the way back. When we go on here next, Dalvin Cook goes. So here you go. Andrew Erickson might have some different feelings about Dalvin Cook. You selected him at 708. Uh, so do you see this jets running back room the same way as Boone does?
2: I, you gotta remind me how Boone thinks it because I've been hyper-focused on trying to set my cue. So, Oh, is Boone that what went. it was? You yeah. weren't
1: listening yeah. to you, me, Andrew, set, set the queue. you weren't, you weren't watching forgetting Sarah Marshall or set saving Sarah Marshall, saving Sarah Marshall <laughs> 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 or forgetting to save Sarah
4: Marshall. Uh, it's not that I was against Dalvin cook. I just said, I wouldn't spend up to get him to have him as the Kamara replacement early in the season. He isn't the guy that I would target for that. I think you can get a cheaper option.
2: Yeah, Erickson. so I, mean, I guess for me, I mean, I'm getting him outside the top twenty-four running. I mean, he's a starting running back for the New York Jets. So, and Aaron Rodgers wanted him on the team. So for me, I needed a starting running back. I think he can fill in for the first couple of weeks of the season. So for me, I think that he's he's fair value there. So that's why I took him.
4: Well, Debo okay. knows that I hope you're right because in our International Dynasty League, I tried to be proactive and I made a trade. I sent a second round pick. There were some other little pieces, but it was mostly a second round pick uh for Dalvin Cook like a month or two ago, assuming he was mm-hmm. definitely going to Miami. And that did not happen. But I'm hoping you're right. And I'm hoping that Dalvin Cook works out for me on that team. All right. Uh continuing on with the draft
1: board. Don't worry, we'll have that back up for you guys in a second. Uh Javante Williams goes at 709. David Montgomery at 710. Zay Flowers, my dude. Justin Boone let's go Booney you selected him then Addison went Isaiah Pacheco went at 801 back to you DeAndre Swift at 802 I want to talk about Flowers first then we'll talk about Swift your two picks here because Flowers is my dude I've been selecting him everywhere I'm reaching because I believe he's going to be the guy in the Ravens offense catching passes making things happen uh how do you feel about Zay Flowers and his upside because he is your wide receiver four?
4: Yeah, I'm following that drumbeat. I really I like taking chances on all three of the receivers there because I think any one of them could end up being the top guy, and I think they're all going to probably have some good fantasy weeks. But Flowers, we're getting that steady drumbeat. I'm pairing him with Lamar here. It might be a little bit of a reach, but in, once you get to this phase of the draft, I'm willing to just go pure upside. And if he does become that guy, if all these reports we're getting turn out to be true and he becomes that number one receiver in the in the Ravens oh. offense, especially what we expect the Ravens offense to be this year, I would be very, very excited to have him on my team. And I think he might even sneak into my top three receivers at that point. And then Swift in the eighth, again, just taking a shot on upside, potentially getting a starting running back at this point. Worst case scenario, what we've heard is that he's getting involved a lot in the pass catching game. And we know he has that skill set, but talent-wise, Swift is somebody that I've always believed in. He's produced the last two years, despite the fact that the Lions coaching staff didn't really seem to love him. So uh, I'll take a chance on him being in one of the best offenses in the league, and I think still being the most talented running back in that offense. You took, Zay Flowers over Addison and went right
1: after. Was that because you like Flowers more or because you had Lamar? That was the Lamar situation That's there, the yeah. Lamar situation. So if if he didn't have Lamar... It would be Addison for you over flowers in a vacuum. Uh, It might've been Elijah Moore, to be honest. Ah, another one of my favorites, man. I love it when smart people come on the show and (laughs) remind me that I'm not too stupid. That's the best. Uh, That's why I have Derrickson around to remind me every day. Uh, Brandon cooks goes next at eight Oh three. Then Antonio Gibson at eight Oh four. Andrew Erickson has begun his RB onslaught JK Dobbins, Dalvin cook, and now Khalil Herbert at eight Oh five. Talk to me Erickson about this selection. Eight Oh five of Herbert.
2: Well, I got Justin Fields and now I got his r- number one running back. So <laughs> Herbert is going to be an absolute monster this year. He's the starting running back. And yes, we're talking about, all oh, the competition. They really like Roshan. It's like, okay, so what is Herbert going to have to do? Is he, He's going to have to suck to lose out to snaps. But I don't see a scenario where Herbert, who basically every time he touches the ball, he's ripping off like a 20 or 30 yard gain. How is he going to lose out in touches if every time he's on the field, he's producing? So I think that Foreman's really the odd man out here. I think Herbert is that guy that if this Bears offense really does take a step forward, he's going to be a major part of it.
1: Okay, continuing on here, Daniel Jones, Derek Brown, D-Bro. Why the quarterback here at 8.06? Uh, I know you're a fan of Daniel Jones, but why not just wait this out and continue to build out and you know take some of the guys like, elijah moore or if you like sky Moore, or or any more for that matter why would you take daniel jones here and not continue to load up one quarterback in terms of the premium guys already off the board and the rest of the guys are all kind of close
3: because i look at daniel jones is the end of a teardrop as far as he can access the top five this year and nobody wants to hear it everybody keeps running away from it but he was qb 10 last year they've upgraded everything around him they he now has a true number one pass catcher So I think Daniel Jones has that type of top five upside. People can hate it and they could run away from it all they want to, but I'll look at it as a teardrop. So I want to take Daniel Jones here because I think that looking at the rest of these players going down the board there's a whole lot of guys that whether depending on where you're going in drafts, they don't have that type of ceiling. So, as far as like wide receivers, long tier guys that I like here and
1: running back. So I'll just go ahead and get the quarterback out of the way. Or right, we'll come back to you for your next pick in a second. In the meantime, you can enjoy a trailer of the proposal or Notting Hill. You have a choice. <laughs> you can pick between the two of them. Uh, after Daniel Jones goes Cortland Sutton, then Michael Thomas. So Jay Stratch took Sutton. Baguette took Michael Thomas, Gabe Davis at eight oh nine, Traylon Burks at eight ten. Elijah Moore, another one of my favorite things here goes at eight eleven for Tyler Dean. Uh after Tyler selects uh Elijah Moore, we have Deshaun Watson at 812 to Blake, who also takes Sky Moore at 901, AJ Dillon at 902 goes back to Tyler, Rashad Bateman at 903, Samaji run at 904, Kadarius Tony at 905, Quentin Johnson at 906. Before we get to Derek Brown's next pick here, I just want to remind everybody too. We've got other places where you can listen to fantasy pros, including AMP. So every Wednesday live at 7 p.m. Eastern and Fridays at 2 p.m. now. Throughout the rest of the NFL season, you can catch us over there doing live shows at AMP. In fact, that Friday 2 p.m. show will be Derek Brown and myself talking DFS, just like we did last year. So if you're looking for that show, that's where it's going to live. And you can tune into it, uh, obviously, using AMP. That's the app. You can tune into it with your Alexa, too, on your Echo device or the Alexa app. You don't need to subscribe. It's not going to cost you anything. No hands needed. You just say, hey, go get me AMP and go play Derek Brown and Joe PZP on Fantasy Pros. And there you go. Uh, it's great content. And again, Wednesdays 7 Eastern, Fridays 2 PM Eastern. Derek Brown, let's make another pick, shall we?
3: Yeah, Joe. Um, looking at this last guy that I took here, I mean, I'm not just a prisoner of the moment in preseason highlights. I love Jalen Warren. And I you think did. that you did. the contingent upside, I think that he is going to be a middling flex play at worst this season. And if anything happens to Najee Harris, we're going to be ranking him as an RB1 weekly.
1: I like contingent upside. That's a good team name or a good born film. I'm not sure which one I like it more. Contingent upside starring Matt Damon. I think it would be very good. Andrew Erickson, you're up next. Zach Charbonnet at the 908. Uh, another nice selection here because Charbonnet certainly has big time upside. So you're building out the volume here at running back. It's pretty clear. That's the plan. Cook, Herbert, Charbonnet, Dobbins. How do you feel about this grouping? Can you get two guys here every week you feel good about?
2: Oh, I think so. And and that's why I'm taking more and more shots at running back because mm. I feel really set about my four starting wide receivers. I don't need to draft more speculative wide receivers. So Charbonnet they're excited about him. Pete Carroll was singing his praise, talking about he does everything right. He's consistent. He's explosive. Sounds like a guy that's going to get on the field and Ken Walker is still uh, dealing with his groin injury. So give me Charbonnet.
1: Yeah. Um, also Pete Carroll throwing passes last week too. That was kind of fun to watch Justin Boone. Do you like the highlight reel of Pete Carroll working in the red zone? Yeah. How do
4: you feel about that? Yeah, I didn't have strong feelings about it. It's I great to see Pete still nothing. running out there chewing hey, his gum. He's like eighty years thing. old, isn't he? He's like we should all aspire to it. Hey, I was I made... at I was at my nephew's birthday on the weekend and I was thinking, man, I gotta keep my athleticism <laughs> up because in 15, 16 years, when all my nephews are playing sports and everything, I gotta make sure I'm still out there competing. No easy buckets, you know? Yeah, seriously.
1: Uh all right. Also, we have um the the next election here as we go through. Um I, I just so you know, just to that point here, Boone. I ended up uh, actually playing uh, barefoot kickball in the grass adults versus teenagers, basically, which was not the smartest decision I could have made this weekend. But we did represent. I was very tired afterwards. Note to self, uh, bring better shoes for that next time. But running barefoot in your 40s, not a good idea, folks. Just don't do it. You think you can. You're not young anymore. You're kicking balls with no shoes on. It's stupid.
3: But I was going to say all these, is uh, Pete Carroll talking, uh, yeah. I just got re- like uh, a lot of flashbacks of Joe playing flag football, but you know, <laughs> well, I, mean, I digress.
1: You mean throwing <laughs> touchdowns? You mean throwing toddies and catching games hey, hey, with a broken finger? Hey, Pete do was doing it too, okay? Hey, I mean, you know, it can't be Catching touchdowns done. with a broken finger right here. Game winner. Oh, that's called Taysom so.
3: Hillfinger. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, but Taysom Hillfinger, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, Looks like winning to me. That's what it looks like. All right, let's go to the next pick here after Charbonnet, Alan Lazard, then Brian Robinson at 910, Raheem Mostert at 911, uh, to Justin Boone, Evan Ingram at 912, Nico Collins at 1001, Dalton Kincaid at 1002. Okay. So Boone, let's talk about your selections. Austin took Ingram and Nico Collins. Uh, you took Raheem Mostert and Dalton Kincaid. So, um, why Raheem Mostert out of curiosity and not
4: Devon Chain, just
1: out of curiosity.
4: So a couple things, very upset. I mean, great value in that round for everyone. Very upset that none of the guys felt to me. I wanted Sky Moore and Bateman and Quentin Johnston and Warren and Charbonnet. So great picks by you guys. Um, For me, most are some more explosive back. And if you're telling me that a chain is hurt right now and he might be back for week one, but as a rookie missing time, he's already been playing way down the depth chart in these preseason games. I'm not sure when it's going to be when he starts getting volume. I wonder if it might require that Raheem Mostert injury to happen. And last year, even when Wilson got there, Raheem Mostert is the more explosive back. He's the one with, it's more of the game breaker. And he was putting up pretty good numbers. He also got hurt late in the season. And I wonder how much that impacted the last kind of three weeks of the season when Wilson really kind of was producing more than him. So he's the guy that I would take a shot on. And going back to the conversation about trying to find an early season starter, if A-chain is hurt, if a chains kind of slow to start the season... Mostert's explosive back in that offense. Hey, you could get him to be that Kamara replacement for the first few weeks. And then I might have reached a bit for Kincaid, but in my rankings, this is where I have him uh, mm-hmm. looking for tight end. If I don't get one of the elite guys, if I miss out on that Waller pits kind of tier, then I'm waiting late. I'm going with these rookies, Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, these guys that I really think can come in year one and they're going to get starting jobs. They're going to get a lot of volume in their offenses. I think they could produce as top 10, top 12 guys right away for fantasy. So that's why I went with Kincaid and I'm sure you'll mention I'm a bills fan too. So yeah, it doesn't well,
1: hurt <laughs> your business before personal. Always. I know you Boone. I've, I've, been in enough leagues with you I was gonna the say years, the homework card. I mean, nah, you, know, like, I you know, that's like, you know, I mean, look, if anything, maybe it's the opposite. Sometimes you're more afraid to take guys, you know, because there's certain teams you root for, but with Kincaid, he's a very polarizing guy. Justin, do you think that Pitts is kind of like the new trend here where you can get rookies to come in right away? Cause the old MO is always, Hey, you know, these rookie tight ends come in and they're not going to do anything. So stop having expectations. And then we had expectations for Pitts and he had a thousand yards receiving. I know the touchdown total is disappointing. I know last year is disappointing, but I think we can chalk up a lot of that to Marcus Mariota. Is Kincaid and and Laporta and Mayer and all these new
4: guys coming into the league? Do you really think they can be fantasy relevant in twenty three? I do. I really think they can. I think that's why their team's drafted him. You can go you know, specifically with Kincaid. He's going to compete with Gabe Davis. He might end up being the number two target in that offense. You look at the Lions, Jamison Williams is going to be out for six weeks. Also, maybe hasn't looked great in practice so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Laporte is going to have a big role there. So it's more situation and it's not just a Pitts thing. I mean, Pat Friermuth had a pretty good rookie season, had a nice, nice touchdown total there. And when you look at that low end tight end one rank, how many of those guys have a shot to vastly outproduce that range? I think a lot of them will be in that range, the Friar Moussen and Joku and a lot of those guys, but I want somebody that can really go beyond that. And Kincaid at least has a chance to do it. And if you're getting him in that that round in the 10th round, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to the waiver wire and I'm going to be just fine. Like just streaming those guys and getting low end tight end one value. But I'm going to take a shot on a guy that I think could provide a little bit more. All right. Speaking of those names, Jacoby Myers goes at 10.03. Then
1: Pat Fryermuth goes at 10.04. David Njoku to Andrew Erickson at 10.05. Uh, then you have Jameson Williams at 10.06 to Debro. Jarek McKinnon goes next. Then Tua Tungavailoa, Rondell Moore, Tyler Boyd, Jamal Williams, Rashad Penny. Starting up the 11th round, Michael Gallup, Devon A. Chain finally goes off at 11.02. I'm excited for this guy. Uh, I know the shoulder injury was a bummer this week, but they say it shouldn't be too serious. Zay Jones goes next at 1103. Van Jefferson, 1104. Jared Goff, 1105. Dak Prescott, 1106. Then Anthony Richardson to Derek Brown, because he can't stop taking quarterbacks. Jameson Williams, Anthony Richardson, I understand this. You're taking the upside here with Richardson to see if you have that lottery ticket. Jameson Williams, you know that ticket. You can't even cash it for six weeks. How do you feel about these two picks, D-Bro?
3: I mean, I'm loving this. This is uh, the point of the draft where not only are you building the bench, but you're still taking the shots on upside. And I feel like that's what we're doing here. So I'm taking the shots on. Look, if if Daniel Jones is not going to enter that top five type of production tier at quarterback, then I'm going to sit and this is why you wait on quarterback. You can sit here and go with Daniel Jones. You can go with Anthony Richardson, Geno Smith. And two of these guys, if Daniel Jones is not the guy that I think he is, I think Anthony Richardson has top five type of upside. I have as my QB 10 this year. It's all rushing, rushing, rushing guys. And so taking the shot on Jamison Williams and Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I think they're fantastic late
1: round bets to make. Okay. uh, Continuing on late round bets. Andrew Erickson selects Kendra Miller. Then you come back again with another running back in the 12th round, Jeff Wilson Jr. So continuing to pound the table here, RB, are you worried though that look? I know you have some really top-notch wide receivers, but isn't it time for another wide receiver somewhere here? Jeffrey Wilson, Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet, David Njoku, You you've basically you took your first four wide receivers, and then the PPR you haven't taken another one. Do you you worried about the depth you might have there, Andrew?
2: I mean, which if I the receivers in this range, who am I going to start over DK Metcalf, Chris God? Like, am I going to start Adam Thielen over those guys? Like, I guess with my roster, I'm looking at if my receivers bust, I'm I'm going to lose anyway. Like, if it just happens and you're taking guys at the beginning of the draft, those guys get hurt, you're probably going to lose anyway. So I'm not going to play scared and play to get depth. Now, there is another receiver I am looking at, but he's more of a boomer bust type. You know, I want someone mm-hmm. that I can confidently start because right now there's not a lot of guys or these receivers on the board that I can envision a scenario where why am I? How am I? Is this guy ever going to crack my starting lineup? Like, why is he on my team? So that's yeah. the reason I keep going with running backs and, and not really receivers.
4: We
1: are playing with defense and kicker in this draft today, too. So the first kicker did go off the board in the next round. We'll talk about that in a second. Romeo Dobbs at 1109. Then Dustin selects Elijah Mitchell at 1110. Dalton Schultz to uh, to Justin Boone. It sounds like an insurance policy here to me. That's what it sounds like. Alec Pierce at 1112. Roshan Johnson at 1201 to Austin on the turn. Boone comes back and takes a shot at Odell Beckham. I think that's the kind of receiver you take a shot on Erickson this late. Personally, I think, why not? You don't have much to lose. So Beckham Schultz. So after all that Kincaid hype, you went back and you you took another tight end. Why?
4: No, because once every time we do this, it (laughs) auto drafts on me because I was hammering on about Kincaid. And sure enough, oh, though, got it for me. Now it's not a terrible pick. Maybe you draft was trying right to Tell that. you something, Boone. No, you, you could take a, a, a Higby. You could take Schultz. One of these guys that you project to have decent volume that could be your fallback option. I personally would just play the waiver wire at that point, but that's fine. It, it's a fine pick. It's not terrible. I probably would went running back otherwise. Um, and then Beckham. Yeah, it, it's the Lamar thing. It's sort of hedging my bet a little bit with Zay Flowers. And also there's a possibility that both say flowers and Beckham could be good because Rashad Bateman, as much as I love him too, these injuries that he has, it could be a problem and hopefully that doesn't hold him back. But if it does, the last time we saw Odell Beckham, when he was healthy, he was still producing. He was a uh, question for you. Roshan went
1: Algier, Jeff Wilson, Tank Bigsby, Damian Harris, Gainwell. Those are the running backs that went this round. Which of those guys was appealing to you over Schultz?
4: Uh, I, w- I would have taken Roshan there. Um, just to try to aim for the guy that I think could outright win the RB one job on his team as the season goes along and doesn't necessarily need an injury to happen. Um, So that would have been my pick.
1: Okay. I like the Roshan too. There you go. Don't put me and Booney in the same draft. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be very messy. Uh, Roshan at 1201 Odell Beckham at 1202 Tyler Algier at 1203 to Dustin David selects Justin Tucker. Look, I know there's kickers, but come on, man, it's it's too early for a kicker. Jeff Wilson, Jr. to Erickson at 1205. Derek Brown staying on brand. Tank Bigsby, how do you feel about it, D? I mean, he just
3: keeps playing extremely well in the preseason and showing everybody what I've been talking about all off season. So,
1: you know, we ride the tank until the wheels fall off, baby. There you go. Well, th- it, tanks do have wheels, but they have those treads too. So it's more of a yeah. complicated kind of system. Jay Strack, I think we just got knocked off. Are we back? And we're back. <laughs> live television everybody you gotta love the live youtube don't worry we're not going anywhere we got lots of mocking to do so damian harris goes at 1208 then justin ross at 1209 tyler higby the aforementioned at 1210 followed by kenneth gainwell at 1211 donovan people's jones at 1212 then gus edwards to blake at 1301 devin singletary at 1302 there's zeke to afki Armo at 1303 Debro, you were the eagles whisperer last year do you have a thought uh, or feelings or emotions you'd like to share about that Eagles backfield in terms of your post draft season?
3: I'm going to get all choked up again. <laughs> all these rom-coms, baby. But um, yeah. no, I th- I honestly think this backfield is going to be a freaking mess. Um, Rashad Penny looked like he was running in the mud in the preseason game. Looked like he reached back for a second gear, turned around, and it just wasn't there. So I'm going to drop him a little bit in my ranks, and this could be a weekly Mess. I think if I'm gonna pick one guy, I'm leaning towards Swift, but the problem is I'm I'm not paying for Swift at ADP. So
1: currently I'm just gonna be out on the field, Philadelphia Eagles backfield. Okay. Uh Derek Brown's currently out. You heard it here first. Uh after you have Zeke, the defenses start going off the board. FDC takes Dallas Cowboys, then the Eagles go to baguette. Jay Strouch takes the 49ers. Will Derek Brown take a defense? Uh in between, um, perhaps will he, he will not take a defense. He will take will Rashi not. Rice. Another one of my favorite things here. So uh, Rushy Rice had a nice little uh, outing for himself. And I think the buzz starting to grow about, oh, I don't know, two months ago, I did a video on this guy. And uh, I just keep saying, taking shots on some of these guys late in Kansas City makes a lot of sense. Sky Moore's ADP has risen. Rushy Rice hasn't quite risen that much. He's still pretty cheap, 1307. This feels like a good pick to me, D-Bro. I like this one. Uh, What are your expectations here? What should people's expectations be? Because he is a rookie. You just got to be patient, it feels like, right? You just got to be patient. I mean, this type of
3: pick, it's basically, if you don't believe in Sky Moore, you don't believe in MVS, nobody should believe in MVS. <laughs> but if you don't believe in Sky Moore, then you should be drafting Rasheed Rice with conviction earlier because you're leveraging against Sky Moore, and we're saying somebody in this Kansas City passing attack is going to emerge. That's, that's the bet that we're making here. And at this point... Rasheed Rice, I don't even need him to crack my starting lineup. I just need him to sit on my bench and percolate. And hopefully I get like league winning upside, like that type of Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver that blows up down the stretch where if I'm starting in my flex or my wide receiver three spot down the stretch,
1: that's how you win leagues, baby. I like that you and Erickson always stay on brand. Erickson, another one. So Tank Bigsby obviously goes to Derek Brown. Of course, we can't leave an Erickson draft without Kendra Miller and Marvin Mims Jr., who you selected at 1308. So let's hear your Marvin Mims speech for the 875th time.
2: (laughs) Well, Marvin Mims was a super producer at Oklahoma. He was drafted at like 20 years old. Super. Sean Payton traded up to get him. Famously also traded up to get Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Those guys turned out pretty well, so... Look, he's already the number three receiver on the team. Like, he got his first preseason action this past weekend. He's a starter in three wide receiver sets. I think that he could surpass Corland Sutton as the wide receiver two on the offense. And look, Russell Wilson, when he was at his best, he was able to have a moon ball receiver, someone that could win downfield. That's Marvin Mims. So oh, okay. I think Mims is the exact guy I'm talking about when you go wide receiver heavy to start the draft. Like, Mims, I don't need to start. I get to see it play out a little bit here with Mims. So I don't need to start him, but I like having that upside on my bench as I kind of see how Denver distributes its targets with him now in the fold.
1: All right, go make your next pick here. DJ Charcos next to David Cohen. Then Buffalo Bills defense, Justin Boone takes Tajay Spears. Jonathan Mingo at 13-12 at 14-01. That's right, Debra. The Baltimore Ravens
2: defense this time.
3: Not you.
1: you, Ladies, please. (laughs) No, because Derek
3: always gets Saints
1: defense. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. If he wasn't going to snipe me on Waller, he's going to snipe me on the freaking defense. I knew it. Well, look, I mean, this is what friends do. They snipe each other in drafts. So, uh, Boone, you went and took a kicker here. Your Buffalo boy, Tyler Bass. Is it too early to take a kicker or you should always do it in the last round? Or you think Tyler Bass is enough? of an advantage that you want to do in that second to last round.
4: No, the only reason I'm taking a kicker is because when you do the grades at the end, I know I won't get a very good grade if I don't take a kicker. So I'm making sure I do that. Normally I would never take a kicker and I wouldn't even take a defense. I would take two more running backs, probably upside running backs. And hope that i can get some extra value before the season and then if not make a trade or drop one of them and do that whole move is spears the automatic guy next man up in your opinion? A- absolutely has looked mm-hmm. great and derrick henry at uh, 29 years old has a lot of people that are saying he could break down now the guy has not yet but there's a chance that it could happen and if it does i think spears would just explode draft wizard always does a
1: fun thing here which is uh, after the draft is over it tells you who won the draft what those expectations are All the pluses and minuses, the things you should have done, the things you wish you had done, the things you should learn how to do better. Uh, When we get to that, Boone, I want to ask you, how does
4: this draft feel to you? If you're going to give this draft a grade before we see what it is, what is it? For for mine, I, yeah, I mean, what would you bring I'm very happy, down, but honestly. everybody's going to say they're very happy with the draft because they're picking guys along the way, but there hasn't really been a point. I mentioned a couple times where I didn't like the value and I went in different directions, but there was never a point where I was really upset with who I had to take other than when it auto-drafted Dalton Schultz. We'll see if that hurts me, but um, yeah, I, I I think I'm at least going to get a, a high B or potentially an A. Okay. A minus B plus. Andrew
1: Erickson, you took the New Orleans Saints. How do you feel? Give me give me your potential draft grade in your head before we get the draft grades coming out in this last round.
2: I'm going to get at least a 90-plus because I got all, a lot of my guys. I got some of my sleepers that I like, okay. and I got the Saints plus. defense.
1: Okay. The Saints defense. Uh, Derek Brown, you settled for the commander's defense at 1406. Your, your projected grade in your head is what? Before Draft Wizard tells you what reality is. Better than Andrew Erickson. That's all I can That's about. good enough for me. Adam Thielen goes at 1407. Cole Komet 1408. Zane Gonzalez, Pat's defense. Evan McPherson and Chica Conquo. A great pick there at 1412. Last round, Deontay Foreman, Denver Broncos defense. Daniel Carlson, Deuce Vaughn. It was fun to watch. I mean, how do you not root for Deuce Vaughn? He's just, he's little. He's adorable. He's fast. It's fun. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm rooting for the kid. Jake Elliott. Koo Myers, Joseph, David and Dustin and Justin and Austin. And I mean, it sounds like a, it's like a Hardy boys novel or something. Something like a bunch of you guys are <laughs> are uh, Dustin and Justin and Austin going to go and like solve mysteries after the show. We can only hope that's going to happen here. Uh, the mystery of will tank Bigsby overtake Travis ETN. There you go. The terrible tank, sorry, Dustin, Justin and Austin. So here we go. We're waiting for the draft grades. The Jets defense goes off the board. Boone, what's your defense of choice here? 15-11, you're on the clock.
4: Pick it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Steelers. I think there's a chance that uh, we could see a, a pretty big season. I think okay. that team in general is going to have a pretty bounce back year here and a lot of improvements on offense. And man, my draft grade is not what I expected. <laughs> oh, well, what is it at the end of the day? It is a C-72 <laughs> out of 100. Maybe the tight end thing hurt me more than I thought. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but uh, oh it's okay. Yes. The yes. worst part about this is actually saying here's the thing
1: Andrew Erickson was right for for whatever that that's worth. Andrew Erickson had a very good score uh. here. He scored second highest in this. Uh, mm-hmm. But Derek Brown called a shot and he was correct. Derek Brown won this draft. D Bro at number one, 1054. No, Andrew Erickson at 1035. Jay Stratch, shout out to Stratch, 1025 finishes in third. Followed by Blake, Afkiarmo. Uh, then you had Dustin, Tyler, FDC, David Cohen, Baguette, Austin, and
4: pulling up the rear, our good friend Justin Boone. But uh again, you it's know, okay. Is- I would play this, I would play this league out. I, I definitely took a, a lot of speculative <laughs> picks, so I, I would be fine playing this team out. All right. Uh so uh Justin Boone, um, let's take a look at your
1: roster real quick and uh and see how you feel about it. And when all said and done here, you have Lamar, Tony Pollard, Madison, C.D. Lamb, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk. You have Schultz and Kincaid. You can move back and forth. Zay Flowers at the flex. Steelers defense. Looks like a pretty good team to me with Swift, Odell, Mostert, and Spears on the bench. I think you would go to war with this. This is a team that I would go to war with. That's for sure.
4: Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I would You're definitely
1: welcome. agree. There we go. Uh Andrew Erickson, this is what a second place team looks like. Justin Fields. J K Thomas, Dalvin cook, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf. I mean, look, the wide receiver group is stout. Then you have David and Joku, Chris Godwin, the saints defense, Greg Joseph, Charbonnet, Khalil Herbert, Wilson, Mims, Kendra Miller. Look, you got your depth at running back. Do you think maybe in retrospect, if you just went one more wide receiver or maybe waited one more turn for something else or just didn't take Chris Godwin, you might've done better.
2: No. Dude, Chris Godwin is going to make you pay, Joe. I'm telling right. you this right now. He's going to make Curry you pay. Karaoke
1: bet right here on the show. Oh, I mean, we got to get a bet on. for this. Karaoke we'll bet this. right here on the program. Oh. This is it. If, if What, what, do, you want, what
2: do you want to bet? Chris Godwin will finish s- as a top 24 wide receiver? Like, what what, what are the stakes?
1: I got to think That's about the... too them. easy. I, I, I don't know. 24 top, outside of top 24? I got to think about that one, but that mm-hmm. might be it. I, I will confirm that all later in the week. And then we'll... Confirm the record, I'm with Andrew on
4: this one. Wow. BBR. I was in there. Be with the guy who finished second.
1: All right, let's go to Derek Brown's team. Daniel Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts at the tight end spot, then Damian Pierce at the flex. Commanders, defense, Myers is the kicker. Richardson, Warren, Bigsby, Jameson Williams, Rushy Rice. Looks pretty good to me. How do you feel about it? a lot of Rams here, D-Bro? A lot of Rams.
3: I mean, I love this team. Um, I think that a lot of parts or pieces of this team, as far, especially like looking at that shelf of running backs, kind of came mm-hmm. back to me. If that would not have happened in round five or six, like some some of the picks would have gone differently there, then maybe I would not be liking this team as much. But again, this is why you can go wide receiver heavy early because knowing that you can back up to those running backs and get volume later. So as much as it, it pains me that I missed out on Darren Waller and I didn't get Justin Fields or anybody like that, I still feel good about the quarterbacks here uh, with the two guys that I took. And I, I feel good about my wide receiver and running back rooms.
1: All right. And remember everybody go download draft wizard, go to fancybroscom draft wizard, run these simulations yourself. Uh, use the draft Intel feature again, sync it up to your leagues. It's all about syncing up to your leagues and then you can use my playbook all season long to manage everything, but get this draft right. First, use the cheat sheets, use the draft Intel, use all these features that we have for you. So you don't end up last in your draft. I'm not looking at anyone in particular. I'm just saying you don't want to finish last in your draft. It's a terrible place to be. It's a, not a good feeling at all. And then you can check out, look, the pick analysis at the end of the day, the steals, the reaches. We've also got fantasy slash disc, uh, excuse me, slash chat, fancy slash chat, which is our discord channel. We're doing mock drafts all throughout the week. If you want to jump into some of those and join the discord, you can as well. And just as a reminder, we got more shows, not just on the YouTube channel, but other spots as well, including amp. You can go say into Alexa Play on AMP with your Echo device or the Alexa app. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Fridays, 2 p.m. Eastern. All throughout the season. Starting now, we're already on there. Congratulations again to Scott Crackerud at Scotty McBaller. Hit us up, mailbag at fantasypros.com. You're the big winner of the JSN jersey. And don't forget, tomorrow, Andrew Erickson and I will be right here live on the channel. Subscribe to Fantasy Pros YouTube. Click that bell to let it ding. Join us tomorrow. All your questions will be answered. Andrew Erickson. Uh, will be salty because he lost to Derek Brown and tomorrow Andrew and I will agree on a Chris Godwin bet and we will make that all work. So that's fun. And uh, also don't forget to shout out Miller light, go to Miller light.com slash fantasy pros today, order yourself some Miller light, enjoy your victories, wallow in your defeats Miller time, baby. It's always Miller time on this show. That'll do it for us. I want to thank our great guests too. Justin Boone for joining us. He's the best. I love Justin. Uh, So Justin Boone, you can follow all his work at the score, but that does it for us. Story of the game, however, that goes on. For Justin Boone, Derrickson, and myself, Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.